somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, at the end of last week and over the weekend, uh, you know, a lot of things were being talked about with regard to not only the Trump indictment in New York that didn't happen. And then now what's next? Uh, Alvin Bragg apparently, you know, is just as corrupt as can be. And no one seems to know what he's going to do. He's trying as 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 he might, but uh, he could actually be disbarred for the things he's doing. So Trump uh, let him have it in Waco, Texas over the weekend. Trump had a great speech. Uh, of course, Trump's way up in the polls and DeSantis is dropping ground and that may impact DeSantis's decision. Uh, after he does a feasibility study as to whether this is going to be good for his political career to try to, you know, split the party, the Republican Party, that in all rights, in all rights, and I say that like that, but uh, belongs to Donald Trump. He is the one that has sacrificed the most. He is the one that has taken the most brutal attacks from the globalists. And I say the globalists because I'm not just talking about the liberals and the Democrats. I'm talking about, you know, the rhinos. Which brings me to the next point. You know, we were talking about TikTok last week, and the CEO of TikTok was on Capitol Hill talking about, um, you know, defending their position. And I think on Friday we played a clip from Lesko, who was asking all these questions about, you know, the Uyghurs and do you denounce China and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he was doing his best because he's, answering to a company that is part of the CCP. Of course, TikTok is connected with the CCP. But I thought, wow, what a great amount of hypocrisy. Because sort of like, you know, the the Nazis in Ukraine, they, they want to denounce white supremacy here in the United States, and it doesn't even exist. I've never met a white supremacist in my life. life. 
Um, I meant racist, perhaps, and usually they were ignorant people. You take the whole Black Lives Matter group, the most ignoramuses that I've ever seen, and they're the biggest racists on the planet. Every Black Lives Matter dude or dudette I've ever met has been the biggest racist on the planet, and I can play clip after clip after clip of stupid words coming out of stupid people, and it's just ridiculous. And yet, when the woke guy, um, Carreras or Cisneros, was being interviewed in another committee to defend DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion in the military, he couldn't answer the question whether or not black people could be racist. It was absolutely stunning. And if we have time, I'll play those clips. But some somewhere along the week, we're going to hear some of this. Uh, exchange and it's going to be just unbelievable it's going to open your eyes a little bit of, of what's going on in our military meanwhile you know we have admiral levine right and the press secretary jean pierre and then you have someone like china xi from china and putin signing an accord you know two real alpha males getting together and doing real business. Meanwhile, you got Biden and Trudeau. Trudeau's wearing a pair of red and white socks, looking like a clown. He's but he's wearing a blue suit, so I guess he was trying to like make believe he's wearing the American flag on his ankles. It's so stupid. The imaging and everything is so stupid. You know, and the KGB had it right when they talked about this 20-year plan of demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and then normalization. And we're going through all four of those stages right now. And that's what's happening. We're being psyoped, and we don't even know it. In part because that's a Marxist concept. That's a Sololinsky concept. That's a Cloward and Piven concept of tearing it down and demoralizing and psyoping. It's all part of what the CIA had adopted and DARPA and all of these different mind controls and MK Ultra, you know, and it's always the radical liberals, the libtards over at the State Department that endorse these projects and gain a function. Look at Fauci. He's the biggest gain of function guy, right? Fauci loves gain of function, will lie through his teeth every step of the way while he's collecting his royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, it's just outrageous, really, when you think about the level of hypocrisy from the left. They want to talk about minimum wage, but they do everything they can to promote slave labor. And they want to talk about law enforcement while they defund the police. They want to talk about humanity while they open the borders and answer to their corporate cronies who basically are paying them to keep the border open so that they can get the slave labor. And they can look at it and say, well, we can get a twofer and get um, free registrations out of that and turn them into ballots and mail them out and give ballot harvesters 40 days to uh, collect them and uh, fill them out and uh, submit them as voters to illegals that will never, ever can, can t- know that they voted, <laughs> Democrat, no less. And this this is the kind of crap that's being done. And this is why the Arizona case, 
that's going to the next case is going to be about signature verification because those ballot harvesters are not going to match the signature that's on file. Not going to happen. They're, they weren't that sophisticated yet. But they're working on it. So we got TikTok, right? And um, then there was another big thing that happened last week. They're busy in Washington right now before they take their t- long leave. And the the big thing was uh, parents' rights. And there was a bit of a fissure within the Republican Party where you had the Freedom Caucus guys like Matt Gates and Biggs and uh, three other people. But then you have Boebert, who is also a big ally of Gates, and they kind of voted a little bit differently on this parents' rights bill. And um, we're going to address that as well. So we're going to take a look at that as well. But let's take a listen to um, Josh Hawley. Now, Josh Hawley was talking about TikTok. We're going to start with TikTok. And this is what he had to say. And we're going to take a listen. And here it is. The, the CCP has access right now to any data they want that belongs to us. And that's why I say again, this is a backdoor for the Beijing government into our private lives, into our personal security, into the heads of our children. And we've got to close that door. The only thing to do, Laura, is to ban it. You mentioned the Biden administration. You know, TikTok's not stupid. They went out and hired a PR firm that was founded by Biden administration people. They are trying to purchase the Democrat Party right now. Why are all of these corporate media outlets now rehearsing TikTok's lines for them? It's because TikTok is out there pushing this. They're out there buying influence of the Democrat Party. Let's put it to a vote. Let's yeah. just see what the tally is. Let's see who's willing to ban this thing. The, the CCP has... A- okay, and, and what you're going to find is it's never going to get banned. See, Josh Hawley is right on that level because he's basically saying, let's put your money where your mouth is. You talk a big talk, and the Democrats are trying to be bipartisan about this because they got to be careful about how they appear in cahoots with China, right? They are colluding with China, as the Biden crime family has. Um, and has how have they exploited social media in the past? They don't want to address Section 230. They don't want to ban Facebook from censorship. They don't want to defund these things or disengage from their embedment in these organizations. I said this, I said, see, here's the thing. And I, I don't disagree. I'm not, I'm not talking about when I, when I read this tweet, I am not talking, speaking up against Josh Hawley. He addressed the canary in the coal mine right there, which was Biden's PR team that came from Biden people that Biden assembled was a PR team. That's now working for TikTok. And you're seeing all kinds of ads for TikTok now. Piano lessons and all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, in reality, you got these um, people twerking and acting a fool. Transgender teachers saying, you know, second grade school teachers talking about cisgender this and whatever. It's the weirdest place on earth. That's why they hate libs of TikTok, because we make fun of them, right? So there's that. I said the D.C. game is to threaten to build the wall to incentivize cartel donations and kickbacks in exchange for not building the wall. Get my drift? So that's one example. This is the way the D.C. game is played. 
The D.C. game is politicians will say, we're going to close the wall. We're going to get the funding for the wall. We're going to find it. Somehow, some way, we're going to get that wall up. 20 years later, they're saying the same thing. Why? Because the cartels don't want the wall. That's why. They got coyotes running human trafficking, sex trafficking, drug trafficking, and military and military style weapon trafficking for gang members all throughout our country, embedded in different places. And they got a whole business apparatus. Now they're hiring young young kids, high school students and twenty one year olds that don't have a pot to pee in and they don't they're broke along the border. It's not a very wealthy area in the desert living with the scorpions. And what they're trying to do is they exploit our children as well. We'll give you a hundred bucks. I mean, it's happened in the mob days. Just look at Goodfellas, right? The main character was adopted at an early age to go ahead and run envelopes back and forth, paying off people. And if he got pinched, he wouldn't squeal. But he would make a lot of money. And the same thing is being due... True to this day, to down there along the border, they're they're using American kids, paying them a hundred bucks to deliver whatever it is that they need to have delivered. But that's the DC game. The DC game is to threaten to close something down, like that's the stick that never existed, and then get paid off to keep it open. You know. Hey, if I, I'm going to I'm going to send you to timeout if you don't clean up your room. Next thing you know, the room gets cleaned up and the kid doesn't get in timeout. Right? It's just threatening to punish and making good on your promise. So the DC game is all about threatening like in this case to build the wall to incentivize cartel donations and kickbacks in exchange for not building the wall. And of course there's negotiations that go on cartels have their lobbyists and say hey you know we know that it's in your best interest to to, uh, get a whole bunch of people on the southern border because your corporate uh, donors are going to be unhappy if you don't get that slave labor and not only that um, how are you going to get the votes because you have no ideas you're stupid you're democrat right so it's that so you take the issue to tiktok now same game, same playbook, just different players, right? The TikTok ban is the same game. Threatening to ban them is a way to get them to pay more to politicians to not ban them. Boom. So Holly says TikTok went out of and hired a PR firm that was founded by Biden admin people to do the same thing Democrats have done with their globalist partners in corporate and social media, which essentially is to spy, censor, and intimidate American conservatives to impact election results. Until now, TikTok does the same thing as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, but for the CCP, cutting the FBI, CIA, State Department, and Deep State out of the fun. So TikTok will agree to share with the globalist deep state in order to avoid the ban, which will likely never happen as long as the pay-to-play gravy train keeps raining cash on the politicians. It's to the point where you almost were like, who cares if the CCP knows I'm where, you know, where I buy my sneakers? Well, who cares? 
You know, is that really going to be a game changer? What's the difference between um, Zuckerberg rigging elections and CCP basically collecting our data on our buying habits? What I'm saying is, and then you got the Biden administration honoring um, some of these transvestites that are TikTok influencers for our children and bringing them to the White House. You remember uh, he did that. So it's it's a big hypocrisy, just an absolute monstrous hypocrisy. So The Hill wrote, a former Biden aide is lobbying on behalf of TikTok as the hugely popular social media platform launches an all-out push to avert a U.S. ban. And of course, we see them advertising all over the place, right? Bipartisan attacks against TikTok reveal politicians, FBI, CIA, and state object uh, State Department, State Department object to platforms. They do not. Uh, they're watching them object to platforms they do not control, and who diminish the number of users on American platforms they use to manipulate people and rig elections. I'd rather. I'd almost rather have the CCP have my data. An enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't want anybody to have my data. But to be clear. I don't support TikTok, and I've never used the platform. However, it's hypocrisy to listen to them attack TikTok when politicians and the government agencies have done far worse to its own citizens by spying, incarcerating, and censoring using their American-established social and corporate media partners. They are only threatening a TikTok ban so they can get paid to not ban them at all and get some of their CCP action. It is it has nothing to do with national security no matter how much they tell you that. It has more to do with the election outcomes. In fact, TikTok recently hired a pro Biden PR team. And that's another tweet. And getting to the other shoe to drop, Matt Gates is right. The rhinos got it wrong. Virtually the same Republicans who held out against McCarthy as speaker, were the nay vote against the parents' bill of rights legislation that essentially emboldens a woke and weaponized U.S. Department of Education that would result in a game of tug of war, which of which books should be burned, and which uh, which books should be burned, and which books shouldn't be burned. And we know that's going to play out because the liberal corporate media always side with the Democrats. So when we try to ban trans storytelling books or talks of books about sexual uh, predators and sexuality with children, the Democrats are going to say, well, we're anti-transphobic we're transphobic, or we're white supremacists or we're racist. And they want to ban... Books about American foreign uh, uh, founders, right? As racist. And then they're going to call us racist again, and we're going to lose that in the eyes of the corporate media. And it's just going to be mudslinging back and forth. Why would we ever want to engage in that puddle? So it, it will get to like this game of tug of war in the corporate media, paid for by the globalists always siding with the Democrats. The Department of Education should be abolished, and education funding should go local 
and follow the student, not the institutions run by teachers' unions. And Newsweek says Matt Gates votes against Republicans' parents' Bill of Rights. The GOP lawmaker said on Twitter on Friday that he wanted to abolish the union. Yeah, of course he, he should. Then there was a subtle nuance. Because Matt, Matt Gates wrote this, I don't want to strengthen the Federal Department of Education. I want to abolish it. I don't want Congress more involved in decisions that are best made in local school districts. I want the Congress less involved. Therefore, I will be voting against the Republican bill to establish the Federal Parents' Bill of Rights because it just emboldens the Department of Education, even though it does give parents more rights. But here's what Lauren Bobart had to say about it. Let's take a listen. This week, the House passed the Parents' Bill of Rights to help make sure parents know exactly what's going on at their child's school. I'd like to share with you a few details about the work I did on this bill. I started the debate by joining Congressman Thomas Massey in supporting an amendment to the bill to abolish the Federal Department of Education. Our public schools should have local control, not a centralized federal government pushing curriculum that sways way far away from reading, writing, and arithmetic. 161 Republicans voted to get rid of the Department of Education. But we still had 60 Republicans join every Democrat to defeat that amendment. The unfortunate reality is that our federal government is going to continue to have a big say on pushing drag shows, gender ideology, critical race theory, and all this other woke BS. And if that's our current reality, then we darn well better make sure that parents have the right to know what's going on in their child's school. I introduced two amendments to help improve the Parents' Bill of Rights. The first is to make sure you know whether a school allows biological males to participate in girls' sports. My second amendment to the bill requires schools to notify parents if biological males are permitted to use girls' restrooms or locker rooms. Both of my amendments passed with unanimous bipartisan consent, and then the Parents' Bill of Rights passed the House. For the seventh time since January, I have introduced and passed amendments on a bipartisan basis, proving once again the rules I fought so hard for at the start of the Congress empower representatives to make legislation better. I'll continue to make it clear parents are in charge of their children. Parents have a right to be informed, and we will continue to fight for our kids to stop being indoctrinated by public schools. Have a great day and know that I have got your back every step of the way. <laughs> I don't know how that woman uh, barely, uh, barely, won she almost lost the Colorado seat that she's representing, but I don't know how that happened because she's great. But um, let's take a listen to this. This is Matt Gates talking about it. Congressman Matt Gates says he will not vote in favor of the Federal Parental Bill of Rights. That bill was introduced earlier this month. It would require schools to notify parents or guardians of their rights regarding their child's education. It would also force schools to comply with the requirements of the bill in order to get any federal money. But Gates says the bill would also strengthen the Federal Department of Education, which is something he wants to abolish. I don't want Congress more involved in the decisions in local school districts. I want the Congress less involved. And where there are places where they're pushing woke ideology or bad curriculum, I actually don't think it's appropriate for the federal government to step in. I think local communities have to stand up and fight. A similar bill was introduced in 2021, but failed. Congressman Matt Gates. 
So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a wrinkle. You know, um, the other thing is if they pass this parents' rights bill, it, it actually gives funding to, and, and gives legitimacy to the Department of Education, which is really run by SEIU and the AFT and the DEA. I, I think it's the, um, no, the education. There's two major unions, the American uh, something for teachers and um, – you know, you have the uh, the the union leader that's uh, Weingartner, I think her name is, and um, just a bunch of radical liberals uh, that really botched COVID, that colluded with the CDC, that uh, is pushing trans storytelling. Basically, it's all part of that agenda to demoralize, destabilize, create crisis, and and uh, do all those things that the KGB formulated as part and parcel of uh, their tactics, right? So there's that. So from wokeness to funding to bathrooms, uh, this is what Matt Gates said, from wokeness to funding to bathrooms to critical race theory, the federal government should not be involved in education. I don't want to strengthen the Federal Department of Education. I want to abolish it. I don't want Congress more involved in decisions that are best made in local school districts. I want the Congress less involved. Therefore, therefore, um, he says, I don't want the Congress more involved in decisions that are best made in local school districts. I want the Congress less involved. Therefore, I voted against today's Republican bill to establish a federal parent. I think that money should follow the student. It should be local. And that's what should happen. And we'll see about that. Now, we have a guest that's on uh, the Scott Adams show today. And um, we're going to bring Stu Bono on. Stu Bono wrote an essay. He's a friend of mine from Philadelphia. And he wrote an essay. And this essay is entitled The Battle of Biblical Proportions in American Civil War of 2023. Welcome to the Scott Adams show, Stu Bono. Good morning, Scott. I hope you're well today. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. So, um, in any case, I uh, I wanted to talk to you about this concept you have, this essay you wrote, and it really is, I think, critical for our time, because where we may be playing checkers, it seems like the opposition is playing tactical chess. Well, I think that's a very good point. Historically, at least in modern times, it seems that the Republicans have been reluctant warriors. Uh, We're conservative, we're traditionalists, we don't like to push back. And of course, the reason I think that Donald Trump has gotten so much attention and so much belligerence from the other side is that he dares to fight back. Now, I'm not speaking here today just about Donald Trump, but I'm really speaking to the party members, conservatives, people who want to uh, protect our traditions and culture. And that's why I feel it's important to raise the attention to a battle of biblical proportions. Now, I know that that's not a unique term. Other people have used it. And to avoid it becoming mere phraseology, I've come up with at least three specific reasons related to a biblical understanding of the world. And uh, to explain why 
it's essential that we respond in a much stronger manner to the uh, warriors at the gate of the traditions of America. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about it. So, um, what do you think the the tactics are that they're doing? Because you know, one of the things I opened up the show today about was. You know, the KGB talked about demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and and uh, normalization, basically creating mm-hmm. a lot of chaos and confusion. You know, we see this in trans storytelling, critical race theory, 1619, tearing the statues down. Um, all these senseless and meaningless and, and, and unusual attacks— uh, to affect our and demoralize the fabric of our society, to create decay where where we didn't need it, and um, it seems to be very systematic, and perhaps biblical. Well, well, of course. A um, couple things. Number one, the the essential element of the Bible is one of water. You know, uh, the Lord separates heaven from earth, the sea from the land day from night, it's very clear that there's an attempt at order. And most people who have any sense of American history recognize that our founders, although they may not have been personally religious, they certainly were deists, and they certainly believed in the wisdom of the Bible. And uh, if you look around the Supreme Court building, there's all kinds of biblical biblical statues and and biblical icons. And um, if you read our Constitution, uh, you see that so many of the laws are built upon some of the basics that are found in the Bible. But let me give you a couple examples to make it biblical for you and your audience. Number one, the Eighth Commandment says you should not steal. Now, it's sort of amazing, if you can think of the chaotic world, way back when, 2,000 years before Christ, that you had to have a rule for that. But of course, what we see going on in our cities today is that you have local district attorneys elected by the people, very often funded by George Soros, and that stealing isn't really considered to be something so terrible, especially if it's from a commercial entity. I know in the city of Philadelphia, our rules are basically, you could steal up to $900 and um, if you want to steal more, well, just steal to the limit of 900 Come back tomorrow or the next day and then steal another $900. And, of course, the uh, employees of any of these organizations are, are really incur- discouraged by their employers to stop it because, again, the fights would ensue, the greater danger may occur. And when you're living in a free country and you have to ask help, to unlock for the razor blades for you to buy a purchase of razors, you know that, well, there's a religious aspect of it that says, no, you can steal. Uh, another area where there's a dispute, of course, is man's dominion over nature. Uh, again, in a biblical sense, we are here to control nature. Before the Bible, people believed in the gods of the of thunder, the god of the sky, the god of rain, and and that the gods controlled human beings. And clearly when you think 
today about the environmental movement and you think about what's going on as it relates to, well, the latest law passed in New York State about uh, prohibiting gas, gas cooking in the future in terms of buildings uh, to be built from now on, uh, you see that there's this, just this adoration of, of, of nature for no real purpose. And of course, it's harming us. All we have to do is compare what's going on since Joe Biden. Do the first two make any sense to you? And is there anything you want to comment on before I go into no, the No, no, go one, ahead. Go ahead. Because, real significant. Yeah, no, go ahead because we only have like 10 minutes. But um, okay, uh, I, I want you I want to get I want you to uh, uh, speak as much as you can about the ba- the, the essay that you wrote and and the key points that you've made in that. Fair enough. And the third one is when we the, the essence of, of man and woman uh, is Genesis. Book two, it's pretty early in the whole story of, of the Bible. And if you compare that to what's going on in schools today with the whole trans movement, and the fact that we actually had a Supreme Court justice who said that she was unable to define a woman. Now, if you can't define a woman, you're either stupid or you're lying. And I know that she's not stupid. Are you so talking about Kandanji Brown Jackson? Absolutely. Yeah. And and I'm I'm discouraged by the Republicans that would even vote for her. Because if she's too stupid to define a woman, she should not be in she should not be able to get on the court because well there are going to be cases perhaps affecting men and women, discrimination cases are one good example. But the other point, if she's a lying about it, don't you think that's even worse? And so the Republicans, I think, would have had a perfect opportunity to vote her down based on those elements. But we have such fear about things we shouldn't be fearful of. And Like uh, being called a racist, was, right? Who cares? That, that, well, that, that, it, like being called a racist. And, you know, the thing is about that uh, is they've tarn- they've bastarded that words to the point where it, it has no meaning anymore. Well, of course, and, and, and Republicans have to get over the fear of being attacked. We're going to be attacked no matter what, but it would have nothing to do with it because the question did not, the, the question did not include race. The question included, can you tell the difference between a man and a woman? And so this is a very serious thing because now we know what's in the schools. We know they're teaching children, and it really is a 1984 kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. And the reason the left doesn't ever stop fighting is because they have a religion and they're just as committed to installing this new religion, which actually doesn't permit any other type of religion. There's not a let live and let live kind of philosophy from anyone who's on the left. And that's why they'll shout down speakers at universities and, of course, as it relates to children, I know there's real issues around the country where, uh, with the trans movement, uh, not even to mention it to the parents. And of course, they've convinced the physicians as the AMA in June 16th of 2021, they actually came up with a suggestion that they should not list a male or a female on the birth certificate of a child. This is not just incorrect this is insanity 
And if we are to believe it in any way, shape, or form, then that's why it justifies itself. Right, and in our military, our recruiting is down, and you got this DEI guy called Cisneros, his last name is, and they're they're being told they're, we're telling our military the reason why the military recruitment is down is because we're telling military personnel that they have to use the word partner not wife not boyfriend girlfriend not husband but partner we're not allowed to distinguish uh in any way uh any kind of uh, sexual sexual um uh test you know like i if i if I were to say my wife, um, then my situation is that I'm incorrect according to the military. Um, I need to say my partner. No one's to really know uh, because uh, I think that the LBGDQ and the, the uh, trans uh, basically become a little bit disenfranchised because there's a stigma behind saying my partner. They want to normalize that word because uh, they want to be left in the dark with regard to sexual ident- identity or sexual per- pers- persuasion. But on the same token, the same people want to demand that you put the color of your skin on an application so that they could actually do quota-based systems. It's like so hypocritical, really, when you think about it. Or my body, my choice in the age of COVID versus abortion, right? I mean, again, hypocritical. Well, there's a bigger picture play. You're certainly right about the military. But that's that's a topic for another essay. Right. The military, go, we have three sources that are meant to protect us. The military, local police, and the border, the border patrol. And in each of them, of course, the, the, the leftists are doing the same thing. And that is they're diminishing morale. They're diminishing the value of serving. They're diminishing patriotism. Because I think that the, the end game for that is to help create crime. We see what goes on the border when the border control can't do the work. And mm-hmm. of course they can't attract people. We see what goes on in cities where they pay rioters and they blame this p- the police in Philadelphia for using tear gas to move away a mob of people that, that slowed down and, and stopped an expressway. And of course the military. Now each of them are unable to meet their quotas because they're no longer respected. But the bigger problem is Crime increases, eventually the people will yell, will scream for protection. And my belief is, and I don't think, again, I always give credit to the left, they're thoughtful people, the people will scream for and they'll install a national police force. And I really think that is part of the game. That's what's always been done. I read a book about how it happened in Venezuela and... Uh, that's exactly right. How the Never let a good work. crisis go to waste. You know, that's Absolutely. why you, 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 you plant a guy like Sam Bankman freed into FTX. FTX collapses. Then you have a reason to actually regulate central bank digital currency. I mean, they do it, it on fits. every topic. It all fits. It all fits. We should stop being angry. We should see what the game is. And if we view the other side as religious, and I don't want to use the word fanatic, but let's call them evangelicals. If we view them as a type of religious evangelicals, and they do preach, of course, in universities and schools, right. and they do have a basis of thinking, and we see them as, as a religion, then perhaps we're less likely just to play defense. Right. That there always has to be a call for action. Right. And, and that means we must get on the offensive. We must find ways to attack, again, historically, historically, 
uh, the people on our side, whether it was McCain or Romney or Bush, and they all get abused just as much as Trump did, but they back off. They don't well, the, the, the problem starts with the, the problem with starts with the um, media. We have a we have a very uh, uh, corrupt mainstream media that's been uh, that's gotten a fifty year head start on conservative media, uh, if not more. Right, but, but uh, they're entrenched in carrying the water for a certain narrative. And it's an uphill battle because as soon as the Republicans do half of what the Democrats are trying to do, the mainstream media piles on like there's no tomorrow and there's just no oxygen in the air for conservative values. That seems to be some of the problems. But, you know, we're limited with time, Stu. Um, I uh, I wanted to tell our audience that uh, you're a friend of mine, that you're going to be actually traveling to Europe, right? You're going to be going to Europe for quite some time, right? Today, going to be going to be traveling to Europe. Seven of the we're going to Normandy, but seven of the days are going to be in the belly of the beast in Paris, France. <laughs> uh, my my wife, my wife and I are are prepared to accept whatever we find, and I certainly uh, look forward to uh, asking the people in in France and Morocco, where I'm also going, about how they view America, what's going on. I hope to have a lot of new information as it relates to that. And, of course, learning about the difficulty of socialism uh, when you see what Macron is up against in simply trying to raise Social Security. Two years, and if he doesn't, of course, there's more chaos in terms of the financial structure right. of well, this country. We'll be, we'll be anxious to have you back on the radio so that we could talk to you about what you've learned and what you've saw. And, I'm uh, pleased to be here. I'm honored to be here. And right. I, uh, Wish your audience all the best. Okay. Thank you, Stu, and have a uh, happy travels, safe trip, and uh, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye. Thanks, Now, Take care. All right. Bye, Scott. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, that's Stu Bono. Yeah, he's a really smart guy from Philadelphia and uh, that I knew when I was in Philadelphia working with the uh, Philadelphia GOP and, uh, you know, really great guy and uh, can't wait to talk to him about his trip because we'll see what happens out there but uh yeah in any case we got a lot of things we're going to be covering today i just want to make sure that my volume is up because sometimes what happens is uh the volume gets all triggered um but i well when we do some of these interviews but i think it's okay so it seems a little low but i can uh always hit the always hit the button up a little bit there we I think we're better off now. All right. So I got a couple more things. Um, Joe Biden basically said tax credits for electric vehicles assembled in Canada not only will increase inflation by. OK, well, let's take a listen to Joe Biden real quick. I, he might be mumbling, but I don't know. Let's see. And explicitly, explicitly includes tax credits for electric vehicles assembled in Canada. Rec- Think about that. Inflation. Think about it. Money going to Canada, right? Helping Canadians get jobs. He's being played by a, a loser like Justin Trudeau. Number one, a socialist like Tr- Justin Trudeau, number two. Number three, this is all to make Hunter Biden rich. It's not just Hunter Biden we know, but for lack of a better word, we'll just say Hunter, 
right? But it's James. It's 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 the whole family, the crime family. But what I'm saying is is that we know that they they have investments in Freeport McMoran and they're mining in the Congo, cobalt with slave labor camps in the Congo. We know that their Chinese partners have invested in companies like Emperex, which is manufacturing batteries with slave labor in China. Um, and and part of it is they got action on Emperex because they green-lighted the deal with McMoran, an Arizona-based mining company, to mine cobalt in the, in the Congo. And so China, part of the overall deal is not only do you make the cobalt, but you supply that cobalt to the battery manufacturing company so that there's an endless supply chain to make car batteries. So the only way you're going to sell more EVs is to basically give tax credits to EV purchases, no matter if they're made in China, made in Canada, made in America. It doesn't matter. This is a global thing. So long as electric vehicles have a future, the Bidens will make a profit off of the supply chain to electric vehicles, a growing market. Would that market be growing at all? Would that market be growing at all if Biden would have actually green-lighted Keystone Pipeline and not blew up the Nord Stream Pipeline and allowed fossil fuels to exist and basically um, uh, uh, you know not penalize combustible engines we know that the carbon footprint for long-range electric vehicles doesn't even compare to hybrid vehicles it's much worse for the environment and the whole climate hoax is just a way to actually compartmentalize the um, manu- slave labor manufacturing in high population countries like Cat- China and and India, and then mandate restrictions on and, and regulations on smokestacks and climate in the West, because the West is overeducated, overpaid. The wages are way too high, thanks to the liberal unions from the years past. And so we can never compete in the manufacturing world anyway. So they're looking at it from a multi-tiered perspective. They're saying, why not concentrate all the pollution over in China and, and, uh, and, and India? And, you know, never mind the fact that that's going to pollute the world just as much. But they're going to put all that cheap slave labor, put all those people to work, and they're going to work for $5 a day, something that the West would never do, doing manual labor, something the West doesn't like to do. And basically, that's their whole plan, is to profit from it. And who's the driving force of this climate initiative, this climate Paris Agreement? It's, it's, it's uh, the corporations, BlackRock, who owns all these corporations. It's, it's all these companies. And so it's... It's, it is what it is. The corporation, corporate money is dictating the votes of the politicians and basically having them push this climate agenda. John Kerry's gotten rich beyond belief 
flying private everywhere, eating steaks every time, every time chance he gets. And for what? To preach to the masses about climate? No, it's all about slave labor. The open border is too, because you need domestic slave labor as well. You need someone to wash those dishes, clean that bed, change the linens, do the laundry in the hotels, hospitality. They need someone to drive the cars and lift an Uber. They need someone to work the meatpacking plants and work the farms, work the vineyards for the elite. You know, there's a lot of slave labor needed here in America, a lot of low-wage pay. Meanwhile, you got this demand in New York for $21.75 a minimum wage an hour, or $21.25 or $21.75, but minimum wage to flip a burger. Of course, we're going to see automation flourish as a result of that, and that probably is their design. That's probably exactly what it is, but you just heard it there. Wherever he could give your taxpayer dollars away to help the Biden crime family profit, he's going to do it. You get a guy like this, a street guy, right? Look at this. You got him rooting for Putin. This is how bad Joe Biden is. He got 81 million votes. Vladimir Putin or Joe Biden? As hard as that sounds, I'm going to go with my boy Putin. Joe Biden is a Satanist, child weirdo. Like, he's doing a lot of weird shit. And then up the economy Vladimir Putin got his he got his country close to God they're trying to paint him as this bad malicious man but at the same time it's like Joe Biden is number one on my list as far as bad people like I enemy of my enemy is my friend you know the people that have hurt the people on J6 the worst wasn't Vladimir Putin it was it was Nancy Pelosi it was Joe Biden you know those people that rigged our elections and incarcerated anybody who protested against it election fraud was thrown in jail it's our fbi and it's our state department and it's our cia spying on americans collecting data so that they could rig elections and censor americans of their speech and their ability to make tangible arguments that could change the outcome of election how about the hunter laptop buried right and speaking of trump it says it here in Newsweek. This is a Newsweek. Full warning. If Ron DeSantis announces his run for president in 2024, I will not show him or his supporters any quarter. Dilly tweeted Sunday. He will meme. We will meme that disloyal dog into oblivion and make him permanently unelectable, just like Ted Cruz. That's in Newsweek. I couldn't believe it when I read that. Like it or not. This is true, I said. DeSantis should reject the Paul Ryan globalist wing of the Republican Party and endorse Trump sooner than later. I think it would be best. See, ultimately, I like John, uh, both candidates, Trump and DeSantis. I just think that Trump ought to get one term and DeSantis ought to get two terms, right? And then, you know, basically, n- do not let the opposition dictate who it is that your primary is going to nominate. That, that's, uh, that's a fool's game. That's a, that's a loser's game. Uh, Bradford File writes, mm, there's, they're not going to find out who sent the white powder to Alvin Bragg because it's a hoax. Of course it is. Yeah, they're never going to find out the perpetrator of that white powder that went to his office. Pat Brody writes, breaking. Owner of a COVID testing company has been indicted for allegedly defrauding the U.S. government out of $83 million with fake test results. Huh. 
So there's this meme that says, don't worry, he's pretty busy right now. Equity, diversity, inclusion, climate change. Meanwhile, you got you got Xi and Putin with a military pact. While Biden and the American military continue to support the Nazi administration in Ukraine in a war that creates wealth for the military-industrial complex and the corrupt politicians who refuse to audit Ukrainian funding while embracing DEI and ESG initiatives that perpetrate global slave labor markets and draconian regulations, China and Russia are forging ahead with BRICS that has surpassed G7 and Russia, who is whose GDP has now surpassed Germany. It's a big loss. Apparently, Don, Dan Pena, a real great climate uh, initiative guy, he's a, he's, he believes in the climate hoax. He believes it's a hoax. He believes climate is a hoax. Apparently, I'm not the only guy who believes climate change is BS. Barack Obama bought a beachfront in Mar- Martha's Vineyard. Nancy Pelosi has a beachfront in California. And Bill Gates has a beachfront in in North Carolina or somewhere, but they all have beachfront property. They're building um, nuclear power plants in England, right along sea level. You know, no, nobody believes this climate hoax. Looks like conspiracy theorists are battling is battling a thousand, batting a thousand. It's mind-boggling that people no longer critically think. Who was right? Journalists or conspiracy theorists on Hunter Biden's laptop? Vaccines harmful? Pandemic? Lockdown, ivermectin works, HCQ, hydroxychloroquine works, useless face masks, Twitter censorship, Epstein sex island, Ukraine biolabs, child trafficking, Russiagate, fake steel uh, dossier. Who was right? The conspiracy theorists were right on all of those counts. It says here in another meme. And just like that, Democrats brought back the 1918 pandemic, the 1929 depression, the 1968 race riots, and the 1972 gas lines. All at the same time, Democrats have wasted no time with their attacks. Want to read this? Democrats have wasted no time with their attacks on America. Shame on Democrat voters who were ignorant enough to support Joe Biden, globalism, open borders, transgender storytelling to our children, inflation, Taliban in Afghanistan, Ukraine corruption, FTX, and East Palestine. Shame on them. What a loser president. And, you know, that's what's happening. And also, one other conspiracy, gas stoves. The idea that we want to ban gas stoves and heating is a conspiracy theory. Reality, leftist New York nears deal to ban all gas appliances in new homes, a national model. Wow, what uh, what can you say about that, right? And um, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out org to make a donation if you can to support America First policies to make America great again. They support us, support them. And then also use Red State over at MyPillow.com as your promo code. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just bury my kids right up to there.